Hi guys, welcome to my show, My Steps to Sobriety, with me, your host, Stefan Neff. And today I've got the privilege and pleasure to talk with a guest from South Africa. I've got Jimmy Ross here, a visionary who has the same passion as I have when it comes to helping people and especially men to learn more about themselves and to learn more about uh, the opposite sex, which is a minefield and, and us uh, wading carefully into that in our, in our teenage years starts the tap dancing on a, knife, uh, on a minefield, so to speak. And it's, it's good to have people like you, Jimmy, who try to make sense out of all that. But more importantly, people like you, Jimmy, who show us that you don't have to wear a mask all the time and that it's okay not to be okay and that it's okay to ask questions and be confused and bewildered and hurt and all those feelings that we men never, ever, ever admit to. So, Jimmy, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much. I feel very welcome. <laughs> and so you should be, because this is, this is we, I feel that we both are, have got the same uh, passion and the same vision in making this world just that little bit better, one interview after the other, one human touch after the other. How did your journey start? How did you get into coaching? How, when did you, did you find out that you had a knack for it, a passion for it? My journey for coaching actually started with myself because I face a lot of odds just starting out. Coming from a childhood where I didn't grow up with my own parents where I was given away to a family member to be raised. And what turned out, what at first was a loving journey, later when my adopted father, who is the one who loved me when he passed away, and I was left with his wife and their five daughters who didn't necessarily wanted me there. My childhood took a turn for the worst because now suddenly we had uh, less resources uh, and and there was a scramble for resources and there were the cake was less and we suddenly there was another person that we didn't consider to be part of the family the original group and so there was a scramble for resources and as often happens in situations like that, we as human beings have a tendency, not only human beings, also when I watch uh, these animal documentaries, I see with lions, uh, they would rather share first with their own, their own blood. And then if there's leftover, then we will let somebody else have it. And since I wasn't part of the original family, I uh, had a harder time and uh, suffered a lot of verbal abuse, which left me with a lot of scars, a lot of insecurities. 
uh, feeling of rejection, which again came with their own set of accompanying problems, low self-esteem, uh, hating myself, thinking I'm not good enough. And, but I always had a dream. I, I was a visionary from a very young age. I knew that I was destined for more than what my current circumstances at the moment suggested. And so I desired, I longed for something better. And when I looked around at people, you know, I saw that other people had more and I saw them living the life that I desired. And I wanted to figure out, I, I said to myself, there must be a way. Why are they, why are they having it? Why are they able to do it? And I can't. And, 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 and some other people who were around me couldn't. So there must be a way. And that began a lifelong quest. Number one not to coach people, for me to figure out how I could get there. And once I figured that out, then it was just natural progression. Because when I looked around me, I saw that there are many who are still left in the darkness where I was. And so it became my mission and my, my yeah, my life's mission to help those people see the light just as I did. And that's how my journey started. Beautiful. So it started with a dream. And there is, however, a big difference between a dream and a vision. A dream is just something really nice. And if you just then don't do anything about it, it will be just that, a nice dream. And at one stage you wake up and that dream is gone. You, however, at one stage became active. You acted upon your dream. Can you remember when that was? Can you remember when you said, okay, yes, there is, there is that dream, but how do I go about it? Was that at school? Was that after school? How did it work? That was at school. It was still at primary school. Oh, wow. This early. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was still at primary school. And uh, I remember my, my, uh, my biological mom, I used to visit her over, over uh, December holidays, Christmas holidays. Yeah. And uh, I remember she used to buy me those little, uh, little cars. So I used to, I used to, me and my friends, we used to uh, scrape these little roads on the, on, the, on the ground and we used to drive our cars around there. <laughs> and I remember when I was driving those cars around, you know, I, I had this dream of uh, having a beautiful car. I, I could, at that age, already visualize myself having this beautiful, having a beautiful car, having a beautiful life, having a beautiful wife, having beautiful you know just having this beautiful life where i could go where i wanted to do what i wanted to have the money and the freedom to do all of that so it started at at primary school already when i was still probably maybe say 10 10 12 13 years yeah 10 10 12 30 years 13 years of age did that then translate into you working harder at school 
Was school helping you to achieve your goal? Well, there were two things that were happening there. Number one, there was the dream. But then the dream was hamstrung by the fears. <laughs> what so, fears so were they? What? Those fears, the, those fears and those insecurities, hmm. that fear of rejection, that fear of failure, hmm. that fear of will I succeed? Because, and that's the thing that holds many people back. Because as you said rightly when you started, you said many people have dreams. And you, when, when you talked about me, you said, you are not a dreamer, you have, you have transcended that. Because people who dream, who, a dreamer doesn't do anything about it. The reason many people don't do anything about it is precisely because of that fear. What if I don't succeed? What if I don't make it? I will be humiliated. What are people going to think of me? Yeah. So all of, these, all of these thoughts play around in your mind constantly. And, and that holds you back. That keeps the brakes on your efforts. And that's why so many people who have such beautiful dreams, things that they want to achieve. They want to change the world. But the thing that holds them back are those fears. And it's quite interesting because ultimately, it's not necessarily your fault that you are, that you are like that. In actual fact, if you go 40, 50,000 years back, when men lived in primitive tribes, you had to be part of the tribe. You had to toe the line because the, to be cast out, that was virtually a death sentence at that time. So it is hardwired in us that we don't want to rock the boat, that we don't want to go out there, that we don't want to, do, to, to take the risk because the risk could potentially harm us. And that made sense 50,000 years ago. Nowadays, yeah, not so much, not so much. So, but therefore it is important that we, that we understand that this fear that you're describing is so deep down there. It's not something that happens up here in the, in the very top of our brain where we make conscious decisions. It works well down in the reptilian brain, in the deep, dark recesses of our brain, which are so old, it's no longer funny. And that's where it's all programmed. So, and that's what we are dealing with on every single day. And, and it's, the thing is, often we don't even recognize it as a fear. Isn't it? We don't even recognize it as a fear. We don't even see it as something that is within us that is holding us back. Mm. Often we will tell ourselves stories to justify why we cannot make it. Mm. We will use things like somebody doesn't like it, he doesn't like me, or it's the circumstances, it's the economy. We find all kinds of things to justify why we can't make it. When actually it's none of those, it's right here inside of us. And that's actually the key. Yeah. That's actually the first thing 
to redemption is recognizing what exactly the problem is. So true. Give you the example here of this podcast, of this YouTube channel. Uh, it's uh, half a year, three quarters of a year ago, my wife said, why don't you write a book about the experience of, of getting sober and the lessons you've learned? And I did so, and I was very proud of it. And whilst it was going through revisions, we thought how we can better market that. So I thought, well, a YouTube channel. And then later down, I said, well, maybe a podcast. And it was amazing. It was, I came relatively innocently and naively to it. And the amount of obstacles that my, my sons, for example, put in front of me were tremendous. It was this kind of negativity to fear, oh my God, you're embarrassing us. Oh my God, you can't do that. You must be at least Joe Rogan or uh, Choco Willink or, or, or. You must be up there before you even can consider raising your head a bit and doing something. And exactly. I've, I, despite the fact that I realized what was going on, they put this doubt in my mind and I thought, oh my God, I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I can't do that. And it took some quite a bit of mindfulness there to actually say, well, boys, bugger off. This is, no, I, I actually have got this dream. I've got this vision. I want to mm -hmm. do that. And I actually don't care if I don't know how to film it. Well, filming was not the difficult bit, but then how do you make a podcast? How do you do a YouTube channel? That was a steep learning curve. Mm. I learned it and it was mm. fun to do so. And here I am suddenly hosting guests like you three months ago. I would have been not shaken by fear, but certainly there would have been all these kind of voices going on in my head. Oh no, oh no, oh no. This, oh, if someone or if this or if that. And ultimately, it's absolutely stupid. What could go wrong, really? Will I suddenly get struck by lightning because I'm talking honestly to you about things that really matter to so many men and so many people out there? I don't think so. And on the yeah. contrary, we both hopefully will finish this interview later and have a big smile on our face because we have shared so much of our, of our vision and our, our passion for life that we hopefully have, have kindled some passion in someone else that listens in. And we have maybe touched their life in such a way that they move forward and experience the, the, the power to actually take the first step and that might be seeking help from, from someone like you. And all that might be actually for realizing what is happening in their head and then making that little change in their own family and the way they behave and the way they, they treat others, etc. So it's so important that you, that you spell it out. Now, That's actually a Buddhist saying that says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. <laughs> and I've seen that so many times at work in my own life and yeah. many of my clients uh, yeah. and that actually happens um, there may be somebody who may never have watched or listened to your podcast and for some reason 
they may find themselves listening to this particular episode and then something will just happen and they will just feel like this is what I needed at this moment. That's how the universe works. <laughs> I agree. I absolutely agree. <laughs> That's, so going back, you were 10, 11, 12 when you started your vision and no doubt life interfered. No doubt obstacles arose. How did you deal with them when you were a young man? Where did you draw the energy from to keep going? I remember when I discovered that I could change my life for the first time. I was so excited. And uh, that natural exuberance, that excitement just took over and I just started, you know, uh, wanted to run with my vision, you know, uh, so I went and, and wrote a book and, you know, put up a website and resigned my job and, <laughs> and started marketing online and things didn't go as well as I, as I, as, as, as I, as I hoped it would. And that's because I just understood one little bit of the puzzle. I didn't get the whole picture, but that's how many of us are. When, when we hear something that excites us, that is new, that, that is life-changing. We want, we want to run with it. We want to tell the world about it. Mm. But often that's just one piece of the puzzle. And we need to go back and learn, but, but there's nothing wrong with running with it. It's just that we need to learn. And sometimes you cannot learn beforehand. Mm. You have to learn as you go through. That's the best way because as you go through, you face the challenges and you learn and you see, oh, it doesn't work like, like I thought it was going to work. And sometimes you get frustrated. Mm. And one of the things that I learned is that you need to be patient. That's one of the lessons that I learned. I need to be patient because no matter the fact that I wanted so much doesn't mean it's that life would suddenly just bend over and give it to me. <laughs> that there's a learning curve mm. and there's also a time curve. There are seasons and there are times that are, uh, that are set apart for different things to happen. And if that time is not yet there, it's not going to happen. No matter how much money you throw at it or no, much, no, no matter how much knowledge or effort you throw at it, it's not going to happen. Mm. And, oh. and, and that's one of the things that I had to learn and that all of us had to learn, you know, that, that no matter how brilliant you are, no matter how good you are, no matter how much effort you put into it. But if it's not the right time, it will not happen. And you will drive yourself crazy and you will, you will get frustrated. Hmm. And, and that's one of, but that's one of the things that you need to learn. <laughs> <laughs> the other day I was, I was listening to a Christian, Christian broadcast where the pastor was referencing the story of the butterfly. How a butterfly is first a, a caterpillar and then it becomes a butterfly. But there's a process. But now, now many times if somebody knows that a butterfly the result of that, eventually the result of that process is a beautiful butterfly. Sometimes they get impatient. Mm. 
they don't want to wait. They don't, they don't want to trust the process. They, they don't want to wait for this process to unfold as it was meant to be. And they want that beautiful end product when they want it. So there's the story of somebody who opened up the caterpillar to take the butterfly out because they didn't want to wait for the butterfly to come out at its designated time. Mm. They thought they would help the butterfly. They, 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 they wanted to uh, do the butterfly a favor. Many others would do the same with, with uh, an, an egg. They, they, they want to help, the, help the whatever is inside the egg. They want to help it out. Mm. But what they don't realize is there's a process. It was meant, it was designed that way. That as you struggle, you become what you were meant to be. And if you remove the struggle, you interrupt the process. And the end result, you mess up the end result. And so as we go through that process, and as we struggle, it helps to create that end product, the person that you are. You and I would not be the persons that we are if we didn't have those obstacles, if we didn't have those challenges. So those challenges and obstacles are an integral part of who and what we become. You're right. I could not agree more. But that is, of course, very hard for someone to see who is in the middle of the struggle and for whom anxiety and fear of existence and financial worries and the, the concerns how to feed the family when that is very real for them right now, when they're not sure if they have got a job for the next day or a job at all. It is very, very hard to see. You are right. I 100% agree with you. But I can remember the dark times in my life when I didn't have the skills, the knowledge, the insight, the mindset to deal with that. These were very dark times and very scary times that I used alcohol to numb the fears, to get rid of the anxieties, to just stop the pain. And I think that is the pitfall for so many people out there. They don't want to wait because nowadays instant gratification. You just press the button and you want it right now. And of course, you want your cake and eat all of it. And it just doesn't work like that. And those struggles are very real. And they make you the person who you are. So when your first business didn't go as planned, how did you deal with that? What did you do? I had to go back and get a job. <laughs> A very humbling experience, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> and I resisted it for as much as I could. Hmm. Because going back made me feel like I failed. And it made me feel embarrassed. But then I realized I'm not the only one. 
I wasn't the first one. And I wasn't going to be the last one. Hmm. And the more I read, now the, the, the thing that worked for me, because I, I'm the type of person who always want to find out more, who always want to research. And so I would go and read biographies of very famous and very successful people. Oh, you see me laughing here because I am like you. I have got walls full of biographies. I've got, I've read so many books where I wanted to learn how did these people do it? What lesson can I learn from them? Oh, we are so like-minded, are we not? <laughs> and the, yes, and the wonderful thing that I discovered is that they went through the very same things that I went through. Yeah. They, they, they didn't have a linear curve. They didn't have a linear road to success. They had struggles. They had moments of doubts. They had yeah. moments of weakness. And they had moments where they wondered themselves if they are ever going to make it. But what separated them from, and myself from people who don't complete that process is they persevered. In spite of those doubts, in spite of those difficulties. Mm. And that's what took me, that, that's what helped me get through. You, Rome is not built in a day. If it doesn't work now, go back, regroup, uh, and try again. Hmm. Uh, and, and, and it start more intelligently. I remember, I can't remember who, who said this, but there is actually a quote that says, failure is a chance to start over more intelligently. Hmm. Just to press the reset button and start over more intelligently. So if it doesn't work out, don't stress about it. Do whatever you need to do. If you need to go and get a day, uh, a nine to five job, do that. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. And regroup, get uh, your, your finances back, but don't stop learning. Mm. Don't stop pushing. Don't stop dreaming. Don't stop visualizing. Mm. You have just pretty much described the core values that I have, that I live by. So it is actually a bit spooky to hear your lips moving and my words coming out. So it's a bit strange. <laughs> At least you've got the same haircut as I have. So there is some similarity there. I can go with that. <laughs> but That's it how is... the universe works. <laughs> Good. Bring the, the man with the right haircuts together. I like that. <laughs> but no, you're so right. You are so right. And this is such a beautiful, beautiful message. And if we could just implant that seed into every man out there and, and encourage them to go onto that journey for themselves, because they will be so much better men by taking that attitude as their own, by accepting that they have got choices every day, every minute, every hour. They have a choice what they can do. They can choose exactly. to do nothing and just sit there and wallow in their misery. 
that is a choice. Or you could say, okay, right now these are hard times, but what, what little thing can I do today to actually make a difference? And there is, there is this principle of compound interest. So, you know, you put a dollar into a bank account and you get 10%, well, you get a dollar and 10 back. Well, the next day you have got not a dollar and uh, a dollar, you've got a dollar and 10. And now again, 10% of that and so on. These are tiny, tiny, tiny little steps. But after a while, you have got this curve taking off like mad. And it's exactly the same thing that happens with a human being if there's a vision and you take those small steps, those small habits and cultivate them, learn them. Like you, I'm a lifelong learner. It is a day where I haven't learned anything. It's a very, very sad day for me. And I try not to let that happen. But it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And therefore, I'm growing and I'm constantly evolving. And that is, that is so beautiful. And it's certainly not possible when you're drinking like a fish. Uh, you, you might read all the books about leadership and about how other people did it. And then you're sabotaging yourself. And that is so easy. That is so, so bloody easy. I've been there. I've lived that life. I can testify that, nah. yes, you can talk about spirituality and dream about spirituality. And then you, <laughs> the only spirit that you really get in is, is unfortunately 40% proof. And nah, nah. Fortunately for me, the only reason that I started to drink was to get some liquid courage to speak to the ladies. <laughs> uh, oh, tell me about that. Because you are also a relationship coach. So is that your message? So come on, boys, exactly. let's get pissed, and then let's go to the girls. <laughs> yeah. now, I've tried that, and, and it actually works. The sad thing is it yeah. works, because the girls are yes. doing the same because they are shy yeah. ass, so they have a bit of liquid courage, and then suddenly the, the, the lips are much easier moving and, and you can actually build up the courage to do something, sadly, yeah. sadly. So, so you had your own journey there. You're happy to share? Yes. Uh, actually, you know, remember I said that the issues that I had because of, 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 of my upbringing, the low self-esteem, the fear of rejection. Mm. Now, all of that also played out whenever I wanted to, whenever I saw a woman that I was interested in. That, that same fears, again, played themselves out. There was the fear of rejection. Mm. There was the fear of thinking I'm not good enough. Will she accept me? And, and so, and so there was that resistance, that, that, that breaks that were put on, because uh, you don't, you wanna go forward, but, but there's that fear that is holding you back. What if it doesn't work? What if she rejects me like the previous one rejected me? And so that's where the liquid courage would come in, because it would dissolve all those fears. <laughs> and it would make you walk up confidently to that woman, no matter how many times you've been re rejected. And you would go and you talk in a, to her, you know, you would, 
you you would be totally feel like she would feel like you are just yourself that you are this the suave man you know who knows what is he's so sure of himself little did she know it, it was the liquid courage but like you said it worked <laughs> and so and so that's what i did it 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 it, it, it worked for me and but then once I figured out how, how it all works, I didn't need that anymore. And so I was able to put that bottle aside. And, and now I just talk, go to any woman that I, that I find attractive and I go and I, and I approach her and, and without a problem. And that is the beautiful evolution that hopefully many, many young men are going through. And it's, it's, it is the self-doubts, the self-sabotage is just immense. And for all of you who are out there who are enjoying a drink and think that they are really suave, um, let me tell you, nothing says I am a man of world than you stumbling to, hey, you, you have your beautiful eyes. I, yes, you have. Yes, you have. Um, yeah, right. It sounds better in your head. Rest assured, I give you that. But the reality yeah. of us being under the influence is unfortunately not so nice. It is. If you've got the chance, record yourself uh, and or let a friend actually record you. And I, I pointed out a friend. Um, so that you see yourself. Especially the morning after. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and show it then. Yeah, that's that's true. Oh, dear. No, this, the morning after is a completely different story then because yeah. you're still as anxious that you were before as before of the drink, but now you've got the hangover and now you've got all the, the shame and guilt and the fear and, oh, my God, did I do something wrong? Oh, my God, did I send an email or did I talk out of line? To someone I shouldn't have. Blimey, I'm so pleased exactly. that I do no longer have to check my emails in the morning um, because, yeah, this is the best email that you have ever regretted. I've sent many of them <laughs> under the influence. Mm. <laughs> oh dear. So you saw the light at quite an early stage. So you, you started to become more independent. You had a vision, you had a passion, you jumped into it with both feet and learned that it didn't work. So back to the drawing board, you earned more money. And what did you do different next time around? Well, what I, now as you will see with success, you know, it, it's never linear. The, the, the path to success is never linear. Sometimes you think you figured it out and then you, uh, and then you find, discover that you actually you haven't. You've just discovered, uh, figured out one part and then you, 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 you stumble and you fall and then you have to get up again. And, and so what happened is uh, I actually got married and, 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 and which again, you know, uh, the person that I got married to was again uh, somebody who uh, reinforced many of many of those things that I wanted to get away from. 
um, somebody who wanted to control me. And again, uh, this was, she reinforced some of those, those things that I already had. And uh, I again become, you know, submissive and, 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 and allowed her to railroad me and, 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 and it didn't work out until I eventually uh, realized, you know, that I had to get out of that relationship. I had to get out of that marriage to find myself, to become the person that I was meant to be. So what you will find is in life, that, that journey to success is never linear. It's never straightforward. There are always bumps. There are always ditches that you fall into. So, and there's no shame to that. There's no uh, embarrassment or uh, humiliation in that. The wonderful thing is that you can get up. You, can, you don't have to blame anyone, no matter what happens to you. You can get up because so many people before you and before me did it. So you can get up, you can, but you have to take responsibility for it. And then learn as much as you can and move forward. And I would say the, the wonderful quality about myself, and this is something that we all need, is that ability, and you have mentioned it as well, is that ability to have that awareness, to be able to look at yourself and catch yourself in the act, catch your, whenever you experience those impulses, and whether it's the fear, whether it's uh, anger, whether it's frustration, uh, that ability to just look at yourself and, 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 and see yourself doing something that you know you shouldn't do, having an, uh, a wrong impulse, and then Absolutely. stop yourself in the action, and knowing you know what exactly is, what are the triggers that trigger you to act in a certain way. And that's the key to change. And once you figure that out, whether it's something that is inside you, whether it's something that is uh, in your environment, uh, the key is to, once you figure it out, remove that thing from you, replace it with something better, or if it's something that is within your environment, leave that environment. Or if it's something that you can remove from your environment, remove it from your environment. So right. So true. So true. Jimmy, you're so right. You're absolutely right as far as the, the, this non-linear path is concerned. It is we are destined to fail, we are destined to fall down. And sometimes it feels like a Greek tragedy when you're looking at your own life because you have just only de dealt with one part going seriously pear-shaped and you think, yes, I finally got that sorted. And then you look around and think, oh, come on, no, not now. And something mm. else is being thrown down your path. Yeah. Regrettably, uh, if there is a god or or karma or the gods, whoever, uh, I think sometimes they look at our plans and then they snigger and say, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> look at him. <laughs> yeah, he has got so much to learn." <laughs> yeah. And and the, and the thing for us is, you know, we 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 have this idea that. Number one, when we look at people who are already successful, we have this 
thinking, this erroneous thinking that they somehow got there, you know, it was smooth sailing for them and <laughs> that they just uh, achieve success easily. And when we are going through that same journey and we are failing, we think that there is something wrong with us. <laughs> and that's why what helped me was when I, because I always wanted to learn from people who have already made it. So I would go and read uh, biographies of people who are famous, successful people. And what struck me is that there are so many instances where they actually went through the same things. And that's what gave me courage. That's what helped me because I realized that uh, I'm not an anomaly. What happened to me is not something that is out of the ordinary. It's a normal success path. Um, sometimes you fail, sometimes you things go right, and then they are just those uh, inevitable pitfalls. Mm. And uh, I actually, when I got started on the success journey, I thought that failure was there and success <laughs> was in the direction. And then as I, as I went further and learned more about success, I realized actually that failure is an integral part of success. And that in order to succeed, you need to fail. Failure makes you better. Failure makes you question where you are, what you have done, how you have done it. And it causes you to go back and, 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 and look at what you've done, look at the steps. And that helps you to, it makes you aware because now you are, now you are paying attention to the details. You are paying attention to where you are walking, how you are doing it. And that's where the learning comes. So that when, so that when uh, somebody asks you, how did you do this? You are able to give them, tell them how you did it because now you are actually paying attention to what you are doing. And you can actually test different things. You see what works and what doesn't work. <laughs> but previously, if everything just is just smooth sailing, hmm. uh, you, you don't learn anything because as somebody once said, success teaches you nothing. You only learn from failure. Because if you, if you are successful, uh, there's nothing to learn because success is sweet. Success is wonderful. Success is enjoyable. <laughs> so you are just going after the success. You don't learn anything. It's only when you fail, when things go wrong, that you are literally forced to look at where you are. You are forced to look at what you are doing. You are forced to pay attention so to true. what you so are doing. So true. Yeah. And that is, that's that's if you take the, the point from the medicine, for example, how we doctors train, we do train uh, in circumstances where we set ourselves up to fail. So we do scenario-based teaching where I, as an instructor, would give someone a, a scenario where inevitably they are struggling and things will not go right. And it is then how will this particular doctor cope with those circumstances? And that will be the challenge. And it is from those failures that they do in a safe environment, that they learn so much. The way we have changed our courses in medicine, 
in the last 15, 20 years has been tremendous from a lecture-based system where after three quarters of an hour and a half of the, the people were lying like that to now me bouncing into their face during a scenario in which they have to perform whilst I, I crank up the stress and they will make mistakes, but they will make them in a safe environment and then we analyze them. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful way to teach people. And these are grown-ups. These are not little boys and girls. These are men who are, or women who are in, in their prime. They are 40, 50. They are, we put them under, under the, the thumb screws. We, we put the pressure on and they make mistakes and they're so grateful for that. So here's an environment <laughs> where we create a pressure, where we create the mistakes for them to make so that they can learn from them. Yet, when life does the same thing for us, we get despondent and think, oh my God, oh my God, I failed. What a failure am I? No, no, life has just yeah. given you a chance to learn a bloody big lesson. Yeah. And that is the beautiful This thing. is actually a similar and way of is, learning. If, I mean, that's what, what I, where I so much take my hat off to you because you are helping young men to actually see that, to actually make these, these connections in their heads and learn more about their inner workings, about how the emotions are driving their actions, their brains, and therefore, hopefully, by, by highlighting these connections that people can suddenly actually go out there, hold the mirror literally in front of their own face. You don't have to do that anymore, but you have shown them uh, their actions and that, uh, that they can analyze their failures and turn them into triumphs, because that's the, the most ideal outcome of it. Jimmy, if you could go back five or 10 years and there's one change you could make, what would that be? I would be bolder. I love it. I absolutely I would be, love it. I would be much bolder. <laughs> there, is, there, there is a question, interesting question that somebody once asked and that I also last, like to ask my coaching clients. And that is that, what would you do differently if you knew that you couldn't fail? <laughs> Which obviously means that you would go with gusto. You know, you would go with more gusto. You would go like, if you know that you cannot fail, you would put everything that you have into what you do, in everything that you do. But... Uh, we often do things with, with, with still a lot of hesitation. Even if, even if we go ahead and do things, we, we still don't do it the way we would do it if we knew that we couldn't fail. And that's what I would do differently. A beautiful and answer. another thing, if, 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 if I can add that, another thing, uh, I would also become 
I would control my emotions much more. Because I realized uh, that your emotions, uh, if you, somebody once said, if you can't control your emotions, you can't control anything else. And that is so true. Because we often want to control the world. And we try to control the world without controlling ourselves. And when we do that, we always fail. We, we, are, we are destined for failure. But if we realize that I can control the world, I cannot control the whole world, but I can control my world. And the way to control my world is by controlling me. And when you do that, you control your world and things begin to, I mean, things are not going to go 100% the way that you want them, but they would go your way much more then things have gone my way. And I'm sure things have gone your way. So controlling your emotions and be non-reactive, no matter what happens around you, is something, if I had done that more, yeah. and if I, had, if, I, if, if I had gone with more, with more, more of what I had into whatever I wanted to do, with more abandon, that's what I would do differently. The problem, of course, with the emotional maturity is it doesn't just start at, you know, at a age. Your emotional maturity now was different than five or ten years ago. So you might have not had the insight, or if you had the insight, you might not have had the skills the power over your own emotions. I certainly, in that time, no, I uh, would have been unable to do that. I can do that nowadays, yes, after seven years of, of recovery work and, and focusing on positive energies. Yes, I can do that nowadays, but this is a new skill, as far as I'm concerned, to the, to the degree that I now practice it. Uh, I might have dabbled with it five years ago, but certainly not, not in the, in the, to the degree of, of control that I now have. But then again, uh, going back to the success journey, I mean, it's not a linear journey. The moment you figure out something doesn't mean that you are not going to fall. Doesn't mm. mean that you are not going to make mistakes. So we, we constantly find ourselves, we think we got it. And then for a period of time, we may, we may be consistent, but then something happens and we find ourselves back where we were again. And then we have to regather, you know, and, and, and learn. Like I said, we only learn when we fail. You have to again say, oh, what went wrong there? Because often what happens is when we are successful, we often forget what brought us to that success. What brought us these results. Mm. 
And we go back and we often go back and we do the things that we did before we became successful. The, 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 the things that caused us to fail. And life has a way of, because it knows how to get our attention. And the only way that it can get our attention is by letting things go wrong. Because the moment something goes wrong, you will stop and say, wait a minute, that wasn't supposed to go that way. Something is wrong somewhere. That causes us to pay attention. And it's only when we pay attention, when we become aware that we figure out things. So true. That we learn. And sometimes you need to make the mistakes all yourself in order to know what your true path is and where to go from here. Having said that, like you, I, I love the way you, you said that you read from other people's biographies and learn from their lessons. You can do a lot of reading and you don't necessarily have to repeat every single mistake that other people have already made out there. So I think it is, if you have a vision and have a, a, a goal, then it might pay that you actually ask someone who has already gone through that path and has failed and figure out from that person, well, you know, what worked for you? More importantly, what did not work from you and what lessons did you learn from that? And that's where people like you just come in and you're so, it's such an important journey. Our life, we've got, we've got one life. So you might A, as well, make the most out of it. And B, don't waste too much time making all the mistakes yourself. Maybe learn from someone who has been there. And that's, that's you know, what your role is, Jimmy. So if, if people exactly. are listening out there and they are very interested in, and you resonate with them and they would like to make contact, how do they do that? They can go to my Facebook page, uh, which is Jimmy Ruiz Life, or they can just go and search for Jimmy Ruiz, which is J-I-M-M-Y-R-O-O-S, or they can also go to my uh, second Facebook page, which is uh, Dating Mastery for Men, and for the letter, Dating Mastery for Men. So that is for the, the dating and also for the personal development self-help. Uh, pages. Uh, my websites are datehotterchicks.com. Uh, that is for the men who want to bet, get better uh, with women, how to talk to women, how to know what the signals are that women give them. And then also I have jimmyrewers.org, which is my uh, personal website, uh, where they can also go. When they go to my website, they can watch more videos. And they also are going to get a uh, they can uh, ask me, request my free coaching session, a complimentary coaching session that will help them clarify what exactly it is that they are looking for. Because clarity is the most important thing yeah. uh, to whether, that will allow you to achieve a goal or not. If you are not clear on what it is that you want, then you can practically give up before you even start it because I can guarantee you, you're not going to achieve. Very true. Very true. 
No, that is brilliant. Um, guys, I will put the uh, information of Jimmy, so the links down in the description of this episode on podcast and the YouTube channel. So it's easy for you to get uh, access to him. And I want to say how impressed I am about your approach especially to younger men who actually need the guidance because they are full of testosterone, they are bulletproof and nothing could ever go wrong. If you actually introduce them at an early stage, at that early stage to the importance of dropping that mask and showing their real self and actually realizing what is their real self and developing that real self that will make them so much stronger, so much more attractive. So they are actually achieving that goal of, the, of, of uh, finding their right soulmate. But more importantly, they become better men. And in our world where a lot of shit hits the fan, it is so important that we build stronger men stronger young men that can use their strength and become force multipliers. If we can start a snowball system or an avalanche uh, by, by influencing one or two people who then influence two people who then influence two people, if we can grow a, a new generation that is more in tune with themselves, uh, however you label the parts of you, certainly the emotions, because that's what drives you. That's what, what brings all the, the good things, and that's what brings all the bad things, then if you, if you don't know how to deal with them. Uh, may your work continue for a very long time, Jimmy, and may it be successful so that South Africa will move that little bit further away from the brink of chaos and and problems and start disharmony and start growing into what it can be yes hmm. thank you so much jimmy thank you so much for coming on to my show i i was truly truly inspired by your journey and i'm sure it will resonate with many many of our viewers and listeners out there so thank, you, thank so you so much, much for your time. I wish you all the best and I will certainly uh, continue to, to look forward to updates from you and see how your journey is continuing because I'm sure there's, there are many more things that, many more insights that are valuable to me. And if they work for me, I'm sure they will work for many other men out there. Thank, thank you so thank much, you so Look after yourself, everyone out there. Have a fantastic day and make the most out of every second that you guys have out there. Bye. All right. Have a nice day. Bye.